0: You're all that we're after. Well, I just felt like the Lord had some things particularly for me to just release today. And I felt like he spoke to me. The word non-negotiable. And I feel like um, all of us need to be reminded of a few things, amen, on the non-negotiable part. Um, Things that are non-negotiable. And I just want to think, I want to put this in perspective of how we walk, what we've received from Christ, and what we're walking into, right, because where are you going, amen, where are you going, I, I, I just, I'm just asking that question right now as a hypothetical question, because it always determines what we compromise, where we bend the rules, where we kind of slack on certain things, and again, it's, I'm not, I just said something about walking in, not, not tied to what I do, but really just having a pure heart, and God's always testing our hearts, amen, and so things that i feel like are non-negotiable, right? are first of all salvation. And then i can go through some basic things. i can just r- really just speak to you some ba- salvation the blood of jesus is non-negotiable. that is the way to salvation, right? All right? I'm, I'm going to talk about some really simple things at the beginning because i feel like we we believe all all these things like in, in according to uh, most of us, in, in accordance to salvation, in accordance to baptism, in accordance to, when I say baptism, I mean baptism in the water and baptism in the Holy Spirit. Some of you are kind of, you might be in here and you don't know anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But God wants, I promise you, it's a non-negotiable for me, that Holy Spirit wants to release the fire of God on your life so that you can be continue to be sanctified. Sanctification is another non-negotiable. Like God is sanctifying you. Someone say Amen. Yes, He's sanctifying me. Yes, yes. So I I just want to just touch these things because I I realize that we we start to get and I I was going to talk about two twenty two and I will do that a little more because but I just feel like certain things at, at this point because I I don't want to I don't want to talk about prophetic things in in too much centricity because sometimes we get the basics that. I'm telling you, God's trying to align us back up into some non-negotiables in our lives. I'm I'm just, it's really going to be good. And I I promise that the Holy Spirit is going to come in strength and power at the end of the night here. I do. I believe that. And and I'm just watching as the Lord challenges me. Because when I first got saved, I'll just give a quick testimony. When I got saved, I read the Bible and I said, okay. But I was already encountering heavenly things, right? Before I even came to the Lord, like, holy I was still fighting and wanted to keep things, he showed up angelic ways, you know, and so I, I say that the supernatural is not a negotiable thing for me, now everyone in this room, that might not be true, so this is where I just want to talk about some things because if we're a, a blood-bought church filled with the Holy Spirit and power, we have to look at some things because sometimes we start fading away from truths that have been absolutely clear in scripture. Never mind. It's in scripture. Never mind. It should be evidence in your own life. So then I asked myself, when I got saved, what am I doing? No, because I'm going to talk about this because when I was running the street and chasing drugs and doing the things that I did, I was all full on. Anyone that can witness, and, yeah, all right. I was just full on. I just didn't, nothing, what, whatever was in front of me that deterred me from my purpose, which was getting high or doing something stupid. I'm just telling you, it was just there, and it was in my way. So I'm saying to you, I'm just going to hit some things because I really feel like when I became saved, I was like, okay, the book of Acts says this. Jesus did this. If this book is real, and it was, it was to me because I already had the evidence of it in my life. I didn't need a whole lot to get me filled with the Holy Spirit. I was just like vibrating with the presence of God already, and I didn't even know it. So it was like, oh, Holy Spirit, yeah, I'll take that. Like, that's how we should be with certain truths in the Bible. Like, there's things, I will, I want that, right? And I may not, listen, if I don't quote a scripture the whole night, I will by the end. But just, just bear with me because I, I really feel like the Spirit of God wants to hit some things because there are things that should be non-negotiables in your life. And I believe that when we came to the Lord, we came with all, you know, Some of us came in, and that's why we're telling people to calm down when they come in, and they're new, and they're on fire for God. Like, who called you to ministry? No, because some of us think we're called to ministry, but who called you? I just have to be honest. And there's really a, a determination by the power of God coming into your life, and God's just coming in and separating you. Not by me waffling around and trying to determine where I'm going. No, 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 that's not it. It's the Holy Spirit that does these things, right? And so as I'm waiting on the Lord, right? We just talked about waiting on the Lord. As I'm waiting on the Lord, the Lord is challenging me with things. What do you believe? How do, how are you believing? Really, because all of a sudden I got things out of the way because I got some clutter that the Lord has to deal with, right? Listen, three days, I'm just, to be, be honest, three days I've been like, I'm in a, I'm like in limbo and i get in here and the the power of god just get poured out meaning i went to prayer it was eh. i read the word it was eh. you know what i mean and and i'm spending a lot of time don't get me wrong the first five days there was a lot of grace and then now on the on the last three days it's been like eh, i feel the resistance because god wants to break us into something new he wants to break me into something new. And so I'm just, you're here to listen to me talk to myself today, okay? I'm realizing that the Holy Spirit is coming in a brand new way, but I have to be open. And I have to go to Scripture and say, God, you came in this way, this way, and this way. And the, and the Bible says in the last days, you're coming in, in a much greater way. Like the latter rain is going to be way crazier than the, the former rain. And so I have to be in that place where I'm in anticipation. That means, I've said this before, I'm waiting for the good thing. Like, I know at the end when God shows up, I have to continue to be faithful in the little, and he's going to blow me up in the end. Right? And so... I just want to talk about a few things. I'll get back to my notes for a second, but the reality is, I want to just hit some basic discipleship things like the incarnation. Jesus is alive. Jesus came in the flesh to the earth. He is. He was a human, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was born of a virgin. Like these are constants. These are things that we can't. I'm not negotiating. I'm not negotiating closing the church. Throw me in jail. I'm serious. There has to be, in 2020, everything changed. Ready? Because there has to be a determination that I am not changing what God spoke to me and how He called me. I'm not changing that. But I'm going to a place that's even higher than that because God, you call me high. He called me to ascend. He called me not to be low. So the incarnation, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, all these truths. Ready? Born of a virgin, ready? The birth, the second birth, you must be born again. This is not a negotiable thing. Oh, all all roads lead to heaven. No, they don't. One road, Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. No, let's get, I'm serious because all of a sudden we start waffling and making excuses for what we believe. Well, yeah, you know. No, I'm believing that the Lord is going to lead us in all truth. Like the Holy Spirit's pointing me to all truth. And if I study the truth, then He does this. Ready? The death, death, talking about water baptism again. The death of Christ, which signified my death and your death, these are non-negotiables. Look at me. His death determined my death, and now I walk in not according to the flesh, I walk according to the spirit because I've been baptized in a new. I've been the old Miles is dead. Come on, new Miles is back. Come on, better than ever. And the same with you, right? The old person's dead, don't, I said this before, just don't try and dig up the old man. And so we're trying to get, we're trying to get, you know, I want to just rid ourselves of the old man and in the flesh, in the works of the flesh, right? Death, so the resurrection. Jesus rose again, completely restored, glorified Jesus. And so did you. <laughs> Can I tell you this is basic discipleship? This is basic stuff. Like Paul said, let's not go back to elementary teachings like raising the dead. Oh, I'm I'm not joking. It says it. It says like the resurrection of the dead. Like he's talking about, he may be talking about the context of uh, the raising from the dead at the end of the at the end of the age, but maybe not. I feel like he's saying raising the dead because that's what they did on a daily basis. Like it said, Paul, Paul was preaching for 11 hours, right? The whole place was filled with lights, lights, angels, lights in the upper room, lots of lights, and he was preaching and releasing the kingdom for 11 hours, he preached, and the guy fell out the window. We know the story, and then he raised him up, and then he went back up and taught him some more. No, he died, and he raised them from the dead. So that's why I say it's elementary teachings, the resurrection, like the resurrection, like you will be raised from the dead, your flesh, all I don't care if it's blown up, I don't care if it's burnt, I don't care what happens to your flesh, it, all the molecules will come back in the universe and find Jesus, and you'll be found there. I don't care what it looks like. And so this is the resurrection of the dead. This is, no, th- and this is truth. This is where we need to live from. There can't be a place that where we're, we're like, oh well, maybe it'll happen this way. No, 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 no. That gives us just basic, elementary. I'm living as a Christian. That doesn't even live. That doesn't even move us to higher living. Ready? We'll hit some of those right now. Ready? Overcoming spiritual life. That's what we want, right? We're going to go into ascension. We're ascending. What does that look like? Well, let's look at Jesus. Jesus was raised from the dead. This is after the resurrection. Come on, walk with me. Basic Bible stuff. Ready? Jesus is resurrected, and what's the first thing he does other than, you know, he goes and invades his, he, he does some other things for the 50 days. But then what does he do before he's taken up? He flies. No. Ascending. I'm talking, yes, literal ascension. I'm talking, now and I'm not talking we're going to have flying class today. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his life ascended and he went to be with the Father. Why? That brought you, gave you the passkey to go with Jesus into heavenly places because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection that is already active and living in you because of baptism, because of the death, because of the, because he died and rose again. I'm talking to you about an apostolic gospel. That's what I'm talking to you about right now because we don't preach the apostolic gospel anymore. We preach some other gospel that makes people feel okay with who they are. And I'm telling you, God is looking to shake up who you are on the inside so that he can move you into the newness of life. Right? I know I'm intense. It's okay. I I promise you that the Holy Spirit is ready to do something powerful tonight. And he's looking for us to prepare ourselves to be ready. Because I want to ascend. I want to be, you know, it was 500 people that watched him. And then 120 went to the room. That means a lot of people walked away, even after seeing Jesus in the flesh. Like Neo and Superman don't have nothing over Jesus. No, I I really just think of it, because we read our Bibles, but we don't think about these things. I feel like as as you begin to open the Word and you see there was 500 people there that he said, go, wait. Right? Go and wait for me in Jerusalem. Go to the upper room. Go and fast and pray for 10 days and wait for me because I'm going to show up in a new way. The gift of the Spirit is coming, right? Then we have this. Ready? Oh, we got, I got Colossians. Ready? Three, and y- I should read these, I guess. I just get like bogged down with the scripture. Sorry. Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 3. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are what? Above. Where Christ is seated. Right? Set your mind on things above and not on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. There's the proof of ascension. Right there. You don't really need another scripture. You want another one? Ephesians 2.6. Just write it down and look at it later. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is wanting us to ascend into a place that we've not been before, right? Number two, or number six this will be, but it's number two on an overcoming life, is enthronement. And every believer has access to where? The throne. Every believer, that doesn't mean you're enthroned, but you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. The reality is we live in a place that is way lower than being seated with Christ in heavenly places. And I'm I'm not gonna get all ethereal and 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 mystical on this, but the reality is God is looking for you to go up and be with him. For real. Good preaching. Yes, we want to go there. This is the reality, is that the Lord wants you to be with him. Ready? So we're talking about, we were talking last week about waiting on the Lord. Like, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting for him to come. And and you just engage. And it's about getting, and we'll we'll hit that a little more at the end, hopefully. But I really believe that the Lord is trying to remove all the things out of the way. Because we need truth in our innermost being. These truths, not the truths of my constitution of the United States of America. These truths I need so that I can walk as an overcomer. So that I can live in a place of spiritual strength and courage. Oh, it has to be a mindset that I'm walking in spiritual courage. Because he does not want you to walk in a pit, in a place of fear, he wants you to walk in that place of courage. So enthronement, right? I have to go back to six two six anyway. Raised up together, he made us to sit together in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, Ephesians two six, right? Revelation chapter three and verse twenty one says to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. This sounds like a a, a trumpet of, it sounds like presumption, but it's not. Are you hearing me? (laughs) It's what he said to the last day's church. He said, I called you to go from this place where you're down low up with me. Because there has to be a place of divine encounter that you live in you can live in divine encounter every day not just in a worship service because it's the place of prayer where you go because i go and i pray and i seek the lord and i wait upon him as i'm waiting upon him he shows up and he brings me with him and i sit in heavenly places with him and i begin to hear things that he's already saying right i believe i begin to hear the things that he's saying over my life over my kids over my wife over my everybody over all of you right And so that's the place, right? The return of Jesus Christ. The return. (laughs) Why am I saying the return? Because, okay, I I ascend, and then I'm enthroned, but I'm waiting for his ultimate return. And what does that mean? That I am even engaged with that. Come on, somebody. We We don't even preach the return of Jesus anymore. Most people don't. But I'm saying to you, if I have this mind that's in Christ, then I'm already thinking the Lord wants to come back. And I want to expediate him coming back. All right, so that means that everything that I do in my own life, I prepare myself so that I can, what, when I go before him, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. Because everything else really doesn't matter. I can't take my cars, my trucks. I can't take any of that stuff. And I'm not saying we don't have stuff. But listen, we want comforts on this earth. Absolutely. Everyone in this room would agree. But, 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 I have to look at the, res- at the resurrection, the return of Jesus Christ as a goal in my life. Because we're not thinking that way. Because I'm not thinking. Are you thinking about the harvest? No, because when I first got saved, I was like, I would, I would just, I wanted to win souls. I'd sit in church like you guys, and I'd leave sometimes and go find someone like Anthony. Like I'd just go leave and go find someone to talk to and tell them about Christ. No, because we, all of a sudden we say, oh, no, no, just calm down. No, 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 no. Don't calm down. I was talking to someone about this last week. Let's not become civilized. Because when you got saved, I, and I still am raw. <laughs> All of me. I was raw. You know, I'm sanctified raw now, hopefully. But the reality is I just feel like the Lord is trying to switch our minds in the church, especially in this last day. Everyone say it is the last days. It is the last days if you don't think so. Listen, I, you think you think this corona thing something? I believe that there's going to be something worse that comes down the pike. That's not to put anyone in fear. I believe that God has already given us the keys to of, over hell, sin and the grave, so it should not affect the house of God. Amen? Amen. Please help me because I cannot. I cannot sit back and wait for something to happen. And the, and there has to be a place where I'm I'm just sitting. So and, and waiting upon his return. Ready? It says uh, in Jude 1.14, it says, Now Enoch, seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and, and of all harshly, Harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, you, now, <laughs> that's harsh. No, serious. The language is like gloom and doom. But Jude wanted us to understand that the coming of the Lord was super important, and that you were going to be included about the ten thousands upon ten thousands of who are going to meet the Lord in the air and walk into the earth. Come on, if it's not. Like, I'm working on the kingdom here. Everyone, you are too, hopefully. We're working and believing that God is releasing. I pray every day, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray it every day. God, come. Come and show up. Come and and wreck me. Come and mess me up. So I want us to just have this place because I I want us to see that the Lord is calling you to a higher place with purpose. Non-negotiables. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick that thing in the teeth on the way, out at the end here. Because it, it is really, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you today on these things. Spiritual maturity is what? That I look like Jesus. That's ultimately spiritual, you know, maturity. That I don't look like some half stature of Jesus. No, I look like Jesus. I begin to reflect the Lord, right? And and pride will always bring us to a place where we compare ourselves to everyone around us. Well, here's the thing. Just compare yourself to what the Lord said to you. No, this has to be the place that we live. What is the Lord saying? And now in this time of waiting and I'm hearing the Lord and he's calling me and he's, he's setting my life apart and he continues to, right? He continues to push things out of the way so that, that I'm not in the way. That he can come and he can blow his wind on my life and on everyone around me. Because it all of a sudden becomes self-focused. And I don't want it to become self-focused about me and my calling and my glorious calling. No. It's good. You're called. It's good. But if, it, if it's always about what we get, then the focus is all messed up. You hearing me? And so the Lord wants us to step in this place. And, 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 and then we compare ourselves to everyone else. Listen, comparison is a devil. It's a devil that will discourage you. I'm just being honest. It will discourage you. So I'm not worried about what I love. Insecurity and self-hatred... A devil. Yes. Break it. Bust it. Smash it, Lord. Because every place where we're insecure and we're looking at other people for affirmation, and I'm not saying we don't pat each other and encourage one another. That's not what I'm saying. Don't listen to what I'm not saying. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's calling us to this place where we're secure because I know He's got my future. I know I'm already I'm you're not resurrected, you're not going to be resurrected. You are resurrected. You're like already resurrected. And this has to be your mindset. Like I'm walking in the power of resurrection. That's what the apostles did. And so let's just compare ourselves to Jesus and set our eyes on him, right? Three stages of of maturity, ready? Ephesians chapter 4, and you don't even have to go there, but just I'm going to hit a couple things. From infant to feeding and changing ourselves. Come on when you get saved you don't know anything. It's just like a baby. Let's just look at this. No. It's you're going to laugh, but it's true. Because God is calling you to change yourself and take care of yourself. Mr. believer, Mrs. believer. Ms, Miss, Mr, whoever you are. All right? you understand that the Lord that the Lord is trying to raise you up? He will use people around you. That's why he brings the, the five-fold ministry, right? Because we do need teachers, we do need people to teach us. But he's saying, stop doing the things you used to do and start doing the things I told you to. It's really that's it. It's simple, right? So feeding, I eat the word, I eat this, I drink of the spirit, I change my dirty clothes. Come on, super simple, super simple. Come on, we're adulting again. Or at least being adolescents. Hold on. And then here's no, here's the adulting, ready? Being responsible for ourselves, my actions, my weird stuff I project on other people. Oh I didn't get an amen on that. <laughs> right? No, because we all project stuff on other people. And God is trying to get us, He's saying, stop that. I'm not that person, I'm not that church, I'm not that ministry, I'm not that leader. (laughs) Can I take care of me? No, seriously, right? So we got to stop projecting ourselves, our own mindsets, those things that have been, oh, in the bye-bye years, like uh, 20 years ago. No, I'm telling you, I deal with people still. That I get a projection on my face that looks like someone else. I'm not kidding. Okay, we'll move on. Those three things. Oh, I forgot the other part. Be responsible for both themselves, ready, the other ones, it's easy, and others. Like, you take care of everyone else around you because you're a responsible, loving believer. I was going to say human. But it's true. Like, we don't do the basics. Like, the church is known for devouring one another. Instead of loving one another. Be responsible for your own actions. Hello. Be responsible for what I do, what I don't do. And let the power of God light us up. Come on. <laughs> okay. And you have to listen. And I'll go back to this. But we all know this. And I, I, I just continue to bash this from the, from the pulpit. always, you are called to live in the golden circle. What's the golden circle? It's the circle of communion with Jesus. It's where he is. And I'm telling you, when we're in that place, when we're positioned there in heavenly places, when I live in the resurrection, when I live enthroned, when I live in that place, because the Lord is calling you to be enthroned. I've had visions that I've, I'm in a throne with the Lord. And he's shown me things like that, like like really feeling weightless, like shooting around and doing weird things, like totally crazy stuff. And I don't care what you think. I know the Lord. I know what He's spoken to me. I know He's spoken things to me like that, and it's been substance and it's changed things around me. Why? Because I'm in a deep place of prayer, and God takes me to a place where I'm with Him. Don't you want that? Okay. You should want that. And it's not weird mystical stuff, it's in the Bible. It really is. Talk to Zechariah, talk to Ezekiel, talk to all the prophets. They were taken. They were whipped around, ripped up by the hair, you know, crazy stuff. And we read it like it's a book, like it's a textbook or or a good story. It's not. It's reality. It's reality in the spirit. Amen? And so he wants us to be in that place. and, And he positioned us, what, as good sons and daughters, but we'll just put us as sons before him so that we have the affirmation of the Father. And honestly, that's all you need. I really I really say sometimes we think oh well we need people's affirmation no no I really don't because if I have the Lord's affirmation over my life I don't really care if you tap me on the back and say good preaching Amen. it's just true if I have the Lord's pat on the back saying good job son that's all I need Amen. and honestly in anything that you do like your business, and I, I don't want to put it in a, in, a, in a ministry context all the time. It's like, what are you doing at home? Am I being a good dad? Am I being a good wife? Am I being a good mom? What am I doing? And, and then we don't heap condemnation on ourselves. You know God is doing things and working in you to make you a better person. Right? But again, I, it always comes back, right? I don't want to focus on that stuff that makes me think I'm doing it for me. No, I should be doing it for him. Because my calling will come as the fruit of the Spirit continues to develop in my life. The calling will come as I step into more giftings and step out of my comfort zone and move in close, right? I just want to step out of the comfort places and move, like, don't project your stuff all around the room at everyone else. Okay? Promise? Promise. Okay, I got you. And then we go back to this Matthew 14. It's like a, it's like the battery. It's like a, you, you, when you lose your juice, ready? Because everyone gets tired spiritually. And if you don't recharge, look at me, look at me. Everyone wake up on this one. If you don't recharge, if you don't recharge, you'll run out of gas. And so Jesus, what, went to the mountain? Oh, he ascended. Oh, I said that earlier. He ascended. He went to the high place. He got filled with the power of God. Then he went down and fed the, th- the, the thousands, right? Then he went, got recharged, went down, walked across the water. So, so lit up, he looked like a ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making it up. But it might have been like that. Do you think he glowed? He might have illuminated Jesus out in the water. Oh, no, it's a ghost. What is happening? I <laughs> got background music. wow so we need that and we need in John 15 right abide in me and I abide in you and right you need the place of abiding all of us because I'm telling you there's places that the enemy will try and come in and try and get to negotiate I don't negotiate with terrorists I mean the U.S. government says they don't negotiate with terrorists I think they do but we don't negotiate I don't negotiate with the enemy. I don't want I don't negotiate with him. He can show me stuff and say, "Ha, I'll do this." No, I'm not negotiating with you. I don't care what you say. I know who I serve. And there has to be that place where you are you are in a place of resolve. Everyone say with me resolve. You have to be in that place where you are determined that what God said is coming to pass and nothing else. If you heard from the Lord, it will it'll come it will come to pass. If you didn't hear from the Lord, then it won't come to pass. Right? So I'm just, I'm just like, okay, even with the building, right? I'm like, God, I thought I, I thought it was you. Like, I thought it was you. We still have one last ditch. So I go, one more thing. Just pray that I get a call from the bishop or someone saying, yeah, you're good. Because I plead for myself and this congregation. I just want one more email. I said, doesn't hurt because I do believe. But I may have heard wrong hush come on it's okay if I'm wrong right I'm okay with the Lord if I was wrong because then I says okay I'm going into a deeper place with you to find out what the better thing is right because if it's not that it's something better and so I have to just believe that and so I I just want to keep us on a road and not fall into either ditches because there's two ditches we can fall in ready so, I need to live this way, and I need to live determined that I'm going straight and I'm not veering to the right or to the left. And two things are legalism. Legalism is a ditch because I get, so st- I get so stuck on the letter of the law and the letter of the word and the things that I think I need to be doing to get God's approval that I fall into that ditch and I can't recover. Yeah, you, if you start believing that you need to do certain things to get God's approval, that's a ditch. I'm sorry. On the other side of the road, there's another ditch, though. And what's that ditch? That's being, it's, it's, it's knowing that I don't do anything. Or thinking I don't have to do anything because God did everything. I'm telling you, it's, there's, a, there's a fine line between the two because I believe that God requires me to do certain things to get certain things moving in the kingdom. Like, if I'm hearing from him, then I'll do those things because I've been instructed. Even Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. So you have to be in the place in the spirit that you're doing what you, what you heard the father do. And so, look, it's, it's liberating. It should be liberating because I don't want religious junk on me and I don't want to be under religious depression because it, it is just a tyrant. And religion, I mean, we are suckers for religion too because we think that if we do all the right things, we'll get to the right place. It's not that way. I mean, I I know I sound almost contradicting, but I'm telling you there has to be a place where you live by the Spirit and hear the voice of God so that you do what God says and not what your mind says, not what someone else said, not what some prophecy even said that might not have been a prophecy for you. I'm telling you, you have to be wise and I'm not despising prophecy. You know me. I want to see the prophetic word come to pass over my life. And you do too, right? So we go... We go back to this and we need to just respond to the Lord with what? Our whole heart. Your whole heart. That's all you have to do. That's all you're responsible to do is to respond to him with your whole heart. What does that look like? I'm saying that right now. What does that look like in your life? What does it look like if you're responding to the Lord? Or are you delaying what God's saying? Right? Because some of us are trying to, you know, change patterns in our lives, but we keep doing the same thing over and over. Or we keep waiting for something to happen that's going to change that situation, and it, and it doesn't happen. It never comes about. Come on, I'm talking real to you. So we know that one, there's one way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's it. That's it. Right? And, uh, and he wants us to be in, in that place. So I just, oh, well, there's a lot here, guys. I don't know why every week I show up, and there's a ton. Here we go. I'm going to activate. I just want to talk to even about our prayer lives because you need to be non-negotiating in your prayer life. That means you do discipline, but it's devotion, right? So you, <laughs> I I talked to um. I talked to an old friend. He's an old friend, like 85. (laughs) And uh, he was just saying, there's nothing like just getting up in the morning and hearing the Lord and just speaking to the Lord. This is what we need to do. I don't understand why people don't understand that. And I'm going, Bill, most people are not looking like you are, first of all. They don't see the way you see. And I said, people need to come into a place where they see the things that you see. And expect the things that you expect. And so, I just, just three daily things, three activations through prayer that I just want to talk about real quick. It's consecration. It means giving ourselves to God. And right through this whole thing, as we pray and fast, I'll say pray first. As we pray and fast, as we seek the Lord and and, and give ourselves completely to Him, we see the Lord. We give ourselves to Him. Lord, I give you my day. And I give you everything else. Right? You just have to release everything to the Lord for the day. It's how you just kind of clear the board. Like, God, I give everything to you. Everything that's going on in my mind. Because I want you to, we're going to deal with the mind in a minute. But, and then invoking, inviting, saying, Lord, I give you everything. And now I welcome you, I, I welcome you to come. I want you to come. Well, you say he's already there. Well, does he have an invitation? Does he have access to your heart? Right, the first two just take a few minutes, but then the next thing is intercession, and 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 I just want to talk about intercession for a second because if 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 He fills my cup, I just don't want my cup filled. I want the limitless flow. You hearing me? I don't like yes. My cup runneth over. That's what I want. I don't want just you know take care of my day. You. Know, because intercession will cause you to pray in and believe God to overflow you and overtake you with His presence, right? And then again, self-centeredness, throw it away. <laughs> Can I just say this: that the Lord knows what you need more than you know. And I'm not saying we don't intercede for our kids or or we don't have po- power, you know, power points and things that God is pointing us to pray for. I'm saying that the Spirit of God, He knows what you need. And so and, and the key to a limitless anointing is to is the outflow to others. Like I'm praying not for myself, but I'm praying for others around me. I'm telling you it'll get you free in your prayer time. If I begin to pray for other things and other people and get stuff out of my like uh, my list, I'm telling you it right? It's like the it's like it's like Elijah when he said, you know, Elisha when he said to the widow bring all the jars and let's just flow the oil wait till the oil and it just stopped it ceased what because he gathered all the other vessels right and it wasn't even for him it was for him it was for the widow Amen. so we need to live above the snake line these are strategies right strategies of walking in an overcoming life Live above the stink line. I talked about ascending. You need to live in that place, that high place. You need to live enthroned with the Lord. What does that look like? I give myself to him, and I, I ascend. Why? How? By my prayer, by my intercession. I just said it. I pray. The only way I'm defeated is if I stop asking and being with the Lord. Right? Isaiah 35, a highway will be there, a road, verse 8, and it shall be called a highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks on the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall be found there But the redeemed shall walk on it. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion singing with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So we need to stay at this level, right? You're above the stuff that's getting in the way. What are the jackals? (laughs) What are the things that attack your mind That divert you from being with the Lord. I'm telling you when we come to the Lord with clean hands, who shall ascend? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart. And so if my hands are clean and my my heart is clean, right, then I ascend to that place. I'm walking in a place that's above. My mind is not thinking about the low-level things that are trying to discourage me and deter me from my day. I just want because how many want to live in a victorious life every day? Yeah. It's like you want to do that, but we don't discipline our minds, ready? Because this is the major thing that we're disciplining our minds. And uh, so I, re- I reject like loneliness, despair, paranoia <laughs> low- level thoughts. And so we abide on that place, the highway that leads us to the Lord, right? remember kings first kings 19 and i'll i'll start to wind down cuz I, I just this could go on forever first kings 19 is a strategy of going higher remember he was just he just went in in chapter 18 he went to a place where he was live he was uh, he was challenged by the prophets of baal and in that place he began To believe the Lord, and the Lord released fire, and all the prophets of Baal were destroyed. Amen? And then he goes from that place to a place of what? Discouragement. And the Lord told him, go. Go up to the mountain. Go to this place. And he waited, and it wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in anything else. It was in the still, small voice of God. And so the strategy to stay in a place, in a sweet place with the Lord, is to stay in a high place with God. He's not trying to, you know, make you feel bad about yourself or about what you're doing. He's not trying to discourage you. No, he's trying to pull us up into higher places. So I just want to, I just feel like the Holy Spirit hit me on one thing. And I'm going to end with this because I want you to just engage for a minute. and And allow the Spirit of God to begin to challenge you in a fresh way i was in first chronicles 11 and it's talking about david's mighty men because there's something about david's mighty men that brings us an gives us an illustration for how how we want to respond to god's challenge to god's call to us to the way we respond to him and i believe that we see some of these things a uh, if I look at these three guys, and there was more than three, but it lists these right. Verse it's eleven, eleven. It says, "This is the number of the of the mighty men whom David had." It, it was uh, Beam, the son of Hackmanite. That's a good one too. You name your child that one. That's a good one. And he li- it says, "Chief of the captains," and he lifted up his spear against the three hundred. Killed by, killed by him at one time. So the guy slew 300 people like that with one spear. Took him out. Is that even, like, it's, like, legit. Like, this guy was not, you don't mess with this guy, right? And it said, after him, Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahorite. Ready? There's another one. Name your child. Who was one of the three mighty men. He was with David at past, past him, whatever that is. Now, that's definitely tongues right there. Now there, now there was Philistines that were gathered for battle, and there was a piece of ground uh, of, of ground full of barley, and so the people led, uh, excuse me, the people fled from the Philistines. But they stationed themselves in the middle of that field and defended it and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought, brought about a great victory. Do you understand what I'm saying now when I say, I feel like there are certain things that you need to step into that God has already spoken to you and has already revealed to you. And there are things that I feel like when I, when I became uh, saved and I became, You know, I was on fire. I'm still on fire. I hope I'm on fire. Come on, pray for the fire if if you don't think I'm on fire. But I feel like I'm on fire still just the same that I was when I was, you know, 24 years old. So the reality is that the Lord gave me vision for certain things. And he's given you vision for certain things. And I'm telling you, you need to be ready to die on that hill. Ah, let me put it this way. There could be a plot of land, a space that God has prepared for you that is before the king because you're, you're serving the king and it's really you're defending what the king wants to do and you're defend, defending how he wants to uh, uh, perform things in your life. And so in that place, we have to come to an alignment with that thought that God, I will not move from this place until I have the victory. Some of those things might be, I want to see God, God's fullness in my kids. It can be simple things. Like it doesn't need to be, you just want to see God come and make you whole. You hear me? And again, I, I know it all of a sudden it brings it back to yourself, but I'm telling you, there has to be that two-ply thing that God has things for you, and he has things set apart for you, and he wants you to be in a place where I will, I will continue to fight for the things that I believe that God has spoken to me, and I will not stop. And that means that everyone in this room has been given something. They've been given a portion that God has for them. And God wants you to walk into that place completely full and completely whole. As a matter of fact, when he called you to that place, he may have called you years ago. You saw things years ago that you never knew could have existed. But I'm telling you, God is trying to pull you into that place. You just have to determine that you are not stopping. You will continue to pick up the sword. And I'm telling you, all of us, everyone in this room, God will challenge you. I'm telling you, God will challenge you. He will see how much you really want it. You say certain things, but I wonder how much you really want it. No, I'm just being honest, like, because when I, I just realized that as I began to Even in Bible college, I'm like, okay, we're we're, we're believing for all this stuff. Where's the signs, wonders, and miracles? Like, those things are like, those things to me. When I first got born again, I'm like, this has to come to pass in my lifetime. Like, I want to see a worldwide revival that is flowing with with fire and with with the healing power of God. That's releasing a revival in not just here but everywhere. And I believed that, I, like, I was born in the fire of a revival. Like, that's how I was born into the kingdom. Like, I, as I saw my father in, in years past, he had done signs and wonders, but he, was wa- he wasn't walking with the Lord. He was doing other things. Like, you know, he wasn't worshiping devils, but he was operating in a gift that I would see happen in the world. And I said, wait a second, that should be in the church in full power. Do you hear me? And so the Holy Spirit's trying to move us to a place where we're believing the Holy Spirit to do things that we've not seen in fullness, everyone. Because I know God's come. Listen, you look at people like Reinhard Bonnke, right? Reinhard Bonnke was in Africa. Africa will be saved before Africa was saved. What is it, like 83,000 souls? Is that right? No, million. 83 million souls they've they've seen come to Christ. No, I'm not I just you need you need to just think about certain things because what we we so dumb down what God might have. We so dumb down what God may have for us and we begin to just stand and wait for it to happen. And I'm telling you, God's looking to light you on fire. God's looking to light you up so that you will walk into it. And I'm telling you, it will happen no other way. It won't happen any other way. I'm telling you, there has to be a place where you have become determined. God, I will find you in the fire of your presence. And I will not be deterred from the things that I hear echoed in the earth. Like, I, you know what I don't like? Is that perhaps, perhaps, just perhaps, perhaps the nations might be closed. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Like, we're not, like, what is going on? We have to position ourselves in intercession. And you know what? It's just got to be a thing that, listen, we are determined. We'll go to every nation, every tribe. It doesn't matter. Come on, God is not trying to close things off. I'm telling you, when... (laughs) The Bible says in Isaiah 60, arise, shine for your light has come. Deep darkness has covered the earth. I'm telling you, he's lighting us up to another level so that we can perform what he's already prophesied over the earth. And I said all these things because, first of all, I didn't want to get bogged down with the simple things. But I'm telling you, we have to be in a position where we know who we are. God has already determined you live in the resurrection life that he's already done. He's already done it. I don't need another thing. I don't need another silly prophecy to make me think that I'm filled with resurrection power. I don't. You need to be determined that resurrection power is your portion. You've been given that. That's so you can walk in victory. That's so you can walk in abundance. That you can walk in all the fullness of what he's already spoken. And, and every person in this place, I'm telling you, there's something about the place of being in... And fighting for the barley field. What is your barley field? What does it look like? Do you smell it? Can you see it? Can you hear even the, the frequency which God is speaking through the barley field? Because I'm telling you, his voice is loud and clear in these days. And I'm telling you, all these things that I spoke to you about simple discipleship, like I, you need to move above. You need to live in an ascended and enthroned life with the return of Jesus as the forefront of your mind. No, oh, That's not the response I was looking for. The return of Jesus Christ at the forefront of our minds. We're trying to get into our, our prophetic destiny when the Lord wants to come back and return. I'm saying... That I am not negotiating with false ideologies, with other ways of thinking that are even propagated in the church. I'm saying that I will be determined... That you will be determined, I prophesy to you right now, that you shall be determined to walk in everything that he's called you to and not compromise and be set free from yourself so that you don't get in the way of what God wants to do in this next hour. There has to be a place of divine encounter and I'm telling you tonight is another night where you can encounter him in this way. I think I need you guys to help me with worship. But they stationed themselves in the middle of that field, defended it, killed, yeah, it sounds a little violent, but killed the Philistines. The Philistines are the every enemy of God. Let's just get that correct. Everyone that's an enemy of God has to be put aside, has to be taken care of. Every thought that comes to you that is not the Lord has to be defeated every, every unction that you get or every feeling that you get that is not the Lord. And I'm not talking about the stuff that comes up in your mind that you think is God that's not God. I'm talking about God himself and who he is and who he's declared you to be and who he has already made you. Anything that comes against that, you must be, come on, defiant against. I'm going to say militant. Because there is something that the Lord is wanting to do with every person in this place that will move you up and move you in to the ascended life. Listen, every distraction of this world, can I just say that? Because we're all distracted. Like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden finances will come and send you in a tailspin. Or the lack thereof. Right? Even having more than enough finances and resources can be a big headache. I'm telling you the Lord wants to come and show you the lot that he has for you. Can I look you in the eyes and say don't compromise it. You have to be determined. You have to be fixated and have a resolve. I'm sorry. When Jesus came to the earth, it was unto death. I'm just saying I'm sorry because we... all come to this thought that it may not cost me anything and I guarantee if I move myself into position with the Lord yes he's gonna uh, release the abundance yes there'll be open doors I, I believe all this but when there isn't it doesn't necessarily mean that God's not behind the door Because as as West as the Western church, we get ease, you know, we've been we're at ease in Zion. We're at ease. We're at ease because we know nothing about conflict, we know nothing about principalities and powers that want to stop. We're seeing it now. Oh, it's becoming very real, but I don't think we're convinced of it yet. I seriously don't. There's just that lull. Come on, the lullaby that'll put you back to sleep to think, I'm an American, I can do what I want. Maybe not. And I truly believe that there's a, a barley field personally for every person in this place. And then there's another field for the whole corporate body in this hour that God wants you to step into so as I saw earlier, I saw like the whole place was ele- like lit up with electricity, like through the whole atmosphere. Every time I shut my eyes, it was lit up with electricity. And I believe that that same power is in this room to bring you into a place where you're not compromising anything that God spoke to you. I'm telling you, it's a refreshing strength that's going to be released tonight. Just stand with me. And you're just going to say, God, I step into the non-negotiables right now. I step in to the place things are non-negotiable. The enemy can't have what you've called me to step into. No man will dictate. I'm telling you not everyone's called as a prophet or an evangelist or a a pastor or a teacher but God has a, a lot for every person in this place. so there's an invitation by the Holy Spirit to move step into it because God is not negotiating the fullness of miracles at this hour God's not negotiating the call on your life in this hour He's not unless you want to freely give it up if pride's holding you back, then pride will, I'm telling you, if pride is holding you back, then pride will be your demise. That's harsh. That's strong. And you're saying, well, if I don't come forward, no, I'm not saying that. But if you, if you're feeling like you should step forward and you don't, that's something that's saying, God, you, I'm not, it's not that urgent. I'm not in an urgency. And the Lord wants us to move in a place of urgency in this hour. We live in urgent times. We live in strong times. And I want you to move up. Move, up. Everyone move up. Don't, don't stay back. Just make room. There has to be a place where, where we're determined to step in. So God, we just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Lord, we'll defend every field that you've given to us. We'll defend. We'll we'll, we'll step into it because it's your field. And when we step into your realm, because the field is God's realm. Come on, the barley field was God's realm in David's kingdom. Do you understand that? It's God's realm. So the thing that he has set apart for you is God's realm. So God, we step into that realm and we will not be deterred from the things that will try and move us away and move us out of that place. Lord, we step, actually we step closer into it. We step tighter against it. We actually lean into it. And Lord, we pick up the sword, which is the word of God and those things that you've spoken over us. We pick up those things. We pick up the weapons of our warfare, which aren't carnal. And we begin to praise and we begin to worship you. And Lord, we say, God, we'll do it, no matter what the cost. See, I know we think that we're going to come into a Pentecost with no cost, but that's not true. I believe that the Lord is calling us into a Pentecost that's truly costing us. It cost William Seymour. It cost Smith Wigglesworth. It cost Catherine Kuhlman. It cost Reinhard Bonnke. It cost every name that you can think of that put themselves on the map. They weren't looking. I can tell you this, that probably any of them that have gone on to be with the Lord, they did it for one reason. And it should have been one reason. That the Lord, when they saw him said well done (laughs) that almost seems hollow that's why we don't love that but if the Lord says well done to me as we sang earlier I don't need anything else I don't need one other thing all I need is well done good and faithful servant well done because the one I love that's the only one I want to please and let me just say this that other people's freedom and other people's liberty are dependent upon you stepping in that should put the fear of the Lord in every one of us in the room like that's what it is It's just, that's how big it is. Like people's freedom is determined by what your choice is today. (laughs) It it could just be today. Because if you don't say yes today, when do you say yes? Like if if not now, then when? And if not here, then where? Right? So Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord, rest on every person in this place. I thank you for destiny. I thank you, God, for every field. I thank you for being in a place, postured, and saying, come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to hasten your return. Lord, we want to hasten you coming back. and That's determined by what we make as decisions right now. God, we want to quicken. We want to quicken. We want to speed up your return to the earth. So God, we thank you that all of eternity is watching right now, even now, even now, all of eternity. It's not about having a good wife and a good life. It's about us pleasing you in every way we can. Every single way we can. God, we go, we give ourselves to you, God, wholeheartedly consecrated. We thank you, Father, for salvation but Lord, it's so much more. Salvation, Lord, releasing healing and deliverance and every, every, every way healing would respond and, and, and present itself. Lord, I thank you for that healing right now. Lord, I thank you for every person in this place having a sound mind, being able to take care of every single thing that you put before them. Lord, we don't shrink back. We step in. We lean 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 in, we lean in.